Hey everyone, and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I'm Peter. That is Tim. Tim. Timothy. Tim. Yo, yo. That's you. What up? We are going. <laughs> you're, you're right. To... <laughs> I am right. We are unfortunately going to talk about a Rob <laughs> Zombie film today. His most recent uh, film, 31, which just came out on your VOD services and the like. I think it got a limited theatrical release as well. Do you know who's in this movie? Do you know who's in the Rob Zombie movie? Jeez, I, I, I don't know. I can't think of uh, one person that, you know, would be in a Rob Zombie movie. Well, I, I, I don't know if she's been in any other Rob Zombie movies, but Sherry Moon <laughs> Zombie is in this movie. Oh my gosh, who would have thought? <laughs> so obviously, it's getting as bad as uh, Tim Burton and Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah. Oh, I think they've split up now, but yeah, she's still in these movies, which is weird. But whatever. Um, so, 31. I feel like, though, I, I feel like Helena Bonham Carter, though, didn't have to do nearly as embarrassing stuff. <laughs> that is true. So, do you know, do you know it's almost been uh, 10 years since the Halloween remake? Oh, no, I, I guess I just never thought about it ever. Uh, yeah, it's, it's 10 years <laughs> next year. Uh, actually, I'm. Um, yeah, I'm not too uh, excited about it. I just uh, we were just talking about it, but I just got the Halloween uh, Blu-ray box set, and mm-hmm. it, it's so depressing just to like scroll through like the list of movies on it, and then it's it's just like such a jarring halt once it gets to those two Rob Zombie ones, and it's just like oh, I'm gonna have to watch these, aren't I? Yes, at some at some point we have to talk about those on the show, <laughs> and we will do that at a later date. We promise you, folks. It will be a miserable time, but we're here to talk about 31 today. Now, 31, again, Rob Zombie doing what Rob Zombie does. And we'll start spoiler-free here. We'll we'll save the proper spoiler stuff for towards the end, but honestly, uh, you shouldn't care. It's not a very good movie. That's that's not why. It's the first movie I've seen uh, that was named after its predicted uh, Rotten Tomatoes score. (laughs) Which I thought was interesting. But. <laughs> that was a good joke, Tom. Thank you. Um, but So this movie is kind of... A, I would describe it as The Purge meets The Running Man. <laughs> okay. Because a group of characters are kidnapped and put in a game where these rich people want to see like these masked killers or crazed murderers like try and kill the, the victims and they put bets on who's going to survive the longest and all that kind of thing. And... Mm-hmm. It's, of course, set in the 70s because it's Rob Zombie and he seems to only like making movies that look like they're covered in the 70s, like, grim grittiness. And yeah. Honestly, I don't even have a problem with that. See, if his thing was just, I'm going to make movies that feel like 70s grindhouse, if they were mm-hmm. actually good, I wouldn't even mind so much. But because mm-hmm. they're not good and they... I always feel like I want to shower. Every time I watch one yeah. of his movies, I'm like... Oh, everything about this is disgusting. All the people look disgusting. It's like the makeup artist is going up to them before each mm-hmm. take and just smeared like Vaseline and like yeah, grit over them. It's it's just so dirty, but not in like like obviously we watch a lot of horror movies and horror movies tend you know to be you know to get very gross and gory and stuff, but not they usually don't make you feel like this kind of slimy grimy way that these movies do just yeah every time they would close up on someone and like you know they just got dirt all over them or like every time they would show someone's teeth and they were just like caked with blood i was like oh like i just i just want these people to shower and (laughs) brush their teeth and stuff you know 
I I concur with that thought. I, I have yeah. very similar thoughts. Before we get to any negatives, though, which is going to be, let's be honest, most of the video, because neither of us <laughs> like Rob Zombie movies, yeah. I do have a couple of positives. Okay. Well, first of all, I do actually like the idea. I like the basic mm-hmm. plot. Yeah, it's not bad. Like, it's a very simple plot. It's not very original, but I like mm-hmm. these kinds of setups for horror movies. I like, you know, one location, there are, there are you know... Game of survival. They have to survive till the morning. And here it's very specific. It's twelve hours long. Like once it hits seven a.m., yeah. you know, you're out of it if you're still alive. So I like the basic plot. I actually quite like the opening scene in black and white, uh, where we meet what ends up being sort of the, the big bad uh, for the end of the movie, uh, who's called Doomhead. Mm-hmm. Um, all the villains in this movie have head at the end of their names, but Doomhead. Mm-hmm. Like and the reason why I like this opening is because it's just one of, like the previous year the previous like victims right so one person mm-hmm. who's a member of the previous part of like uh, victims and it's just and you don't see him for ages though you, you see this really nice wide shot and you see the door open you just see like like it's a br- blinding light almost so the silhouette of Doomhead is like very skinny and you you can't really make it out properly but as he walks towards the mm-hmm. camera you see more of him. And a lot of this scene is essentially just a close-up of his face as he like delivers this monologue about how much he enjoys killing and you know how good he is at it and you know it, it philosophizes a little bit about death and you know whatever. I think the reason why I liked this scene was for there was two main reasons. One was I think the actor uh, Richard Brake was doing a really good job. I think his mannerisms. And how much he enjoyed his job really came across, and it was really creepy. And secondly, unlike the rest of the movie, the camera stayed still. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was a very reserved, very confident. We're going to keep the camera in one place. There was only maybe one or two mm-hmm. shots where it cut to the uh, the it turned out to be a priest that he was about to yeah. kill, but mm-hmm. most of it stayed very static. It stayed very confident, one place and let the actor do his thing. And it was very creepy and sort of foreboding as a result. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, <laughs> much like his other films, the rest of this movie, Rob Zombie loves whipping the camera around as quickly as he possibly can, to the point where you can barely make out what's going on uh, during the uh, sort of the, the action scenes, if you will, where there's a lot of like stabbing or like running and yeah, there was a lot of uh, f- the what the heck's the word like frenetic uh, camera work. Um, I feel like not not just like you know with the whipping around, but also there was like you know lots of like strobe lights and strobe lights. You know, yeah, there was a lot of that. Lot like you know some. Uh, I don't know. I almost want to say lens flare, but like I don't know. Does is wait? Can it still be lens flare if it's not like? from the sun like can it be any light source yes yes yeah, okay <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to think like oh is there like a different uh, name for Tim, it if I, it's like underground i'm a, i'm actually i'm almost dreading the comments on the video now after you said that <laughs> i don't care those stupid film nerds come at me i don't care um but <laughs> i think the reason i was thinking of like solar flare but um Anyway, but yeah, there's all that kind of stuff. Um, I, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit here, though. I really oh. didn't like uh, the opening scene that much. It felt like it was trying so hard 
and um, uh, it's actually okay. funny that you mentioned mentioned Grindhouse because I really got a feeling that man, like he really wants to be like Tarantino or something. Uh, oh, he know, does. I, he he's obs- he wants to be that so bad. You can yeah. feel it in every single frame of it. Yeah, and I just felt like this opening scene was trying so hard to be something like, oh, there's this like killer, but he's like, you know, he's he's this dirty, you know, crazy redneck guy, but he's like very well spoken and he has like this philosophy and he's gonna say this kind of like, you know, quippy thing, but it's gonna that doesn't really make sense, but it's gonna sound cool and smart and it just like sounded like it was trying so hard to do stuff like that. I can see it. It is fair. Um but I, think, I will agree that, like, compared to the rest of the movie, it was definitely one of the better scenes. So. Yeah, well, so. I think for me, more than anything, it was the it was the filmmaking and the acting in the scene. Not so much what he was saying. It was all right, that, that yeah. I'll agree with. Yeah, yeah, it, it was. We we're going to keep the camera on the same shot for quite a long time. It stayed in the same shot for probably minutes. <laughs> And, I was like, "Is this the whole movie?" <laughs> and the and the re- and the rest of the movie, it almost felt like he was scared to like stay in the same shot for longer than two seconds. Everything is yeah. cutting and moving so fast. The entire time it is, mm-hmm. it's obnoxious. That that is the word I would use to describe Rob Zombie's filmmaking style. That sounds good. It's obnoxious. Yeah. But uh, so we meet our cast of characters. There's five main ones who are like alive for the game because when they when the you know, mm-hmm. the, the people that these aristocrats have paid to kidnap them, kill the extras, yeah. and we're left with these main five. And we now, meet... sorry, I, I just had a quick question. Uh, when we, like, you know, as soon as we first meet them, did you know that there was going to be the good guys right away? <laughs> That's actually a really good question. Because <laughs> I'll be honest, I did not think that. I thought... Um, <laughs> These these characters might be the villains. These might yeah. be the people who are going to start killing people because these people are awful. They are. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm going to return to that word obnoxious. It also describes Rob Zombie's characters nine times out of ten. Every single one of these people, I hated within seconds. Yeah, definitely. Every word that came out of their mouth was just crude or slimy or mm-hmm. and like I'm not saying you can't make a seventies grindhouse style movie. You can. Mm-hmm. Like we're talking about, uh, like Tarantino and Rodriguez kind of did that kind of thing with uh, yeah. the Greenhouse double feature, and the difference between Tarantino though and Rob Zombie is like when Tarantino writes his dialogue, his dialogue is so entertaining and grossing. Where even if yeah. the characters are awful people, like that, you know, like characters in Tarantino movies more often than not are awful people. Yeah, but I don't hate them in the same way that I hate these characters. I I maybe yeah. hate them for like the villainous things they do but i'm i am engrossed by what they're doing i like, i care about what's mm-hmm. happening on screen whereas here i'm just like i hate you with every fiber of my being i hope you die oh, yeah. quickly definitely it it again it just goes back to that feeling where it's just it's trying to be in your face and like it, it's trying to be like outrageous and uh and stuff like it just it doesn't feel natural like yeah. um one thing that really got me throughout the movie as well, and it's been a while since I've watched these other films that I've seen. Uh, <laughs> it was probably the same case, but I yeah. don't remember if it was. I really thought the movie's attitude towards sex and nudity was really immature. Like, oh, it, yeah. It was like every chance they got. There were sea bombs getting dropped. They were constantly talking about women being whores. There was constant mm-hmm. um, just casual nudity for no reason. There was... Um, like at the start of the movie, because they're in this uh, trailer, they're they're driving an RV, and they're, <laughs> they're driving. 
And I thought it was really weird how they, they basically mentioned that they're part of a circus or a fairground. Mm-hmm. And then the villains are also kind of all circus themed. It was weird. But yeah. But they stop at a, a gas station and Sherry Moon Zombie's character, Charlie, comes out and she notices that the old man who works there <laughs> is kind of eyeing her up. So yeah. instead of acting like any normal human being would upon being perverted by an old man, she then yeah. starts taunting him and then grabs his balls and like yeah. has all this weird innuendo with them. I'm like, what's happening? Yeah, that that's why like uh, <laughs> I like feel bad for her because <laughs> like I don't know, it just seems like so weird. Like Rob Zombie directing the scene and just being like, "All right, yeah, now grab this old guy's cock and uh, <laughs> just like start like she's not like humping on, but she's kind of like like yeah. like going up and down, and it's it's such like a weird scene. And again, so unnecessary. Like, all right, if you want to have like a you know a creepy old man, maybe say like you know a one-liner or something you know fine whatever but it 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 like lingers on it so much and they have this like you know interaction for like a few minutes and it's like this this is so unnecessary and juvenile and what's the point of it it's so dumb yeah and then even before that when when they're still on the rv there's a scene Mm -hmm. where uh mustache guy what's his name um roscoe uh, he yeah. he goes to like, the back room of the RV and like mm-hmm. one of the other guys is with uh, one of the girls who dies early on and they're having sex and mm-hmm. he comes in and has a conversation with them and they're both sitting there naked and it, the whole thing just feels really weird. Yeah, it's like so. Uh, I don't know. I, I I guess just unnecessary. Like again, if you want to have them, you know, go in the back and they're having sex and like, oh hey, what are you doing? Like cover up and then the guy like is like ah shuts the door or whatever fine but it's it everything just lingers on it for way longer than it's supposed to be and then uh yeah not only are you seeing like you know the 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 naked girl and everything but then like the guy tells him this joke this really dumb like you know dirty joke and which again i feel like is trying to be like that kind of like oh hey yeah i'm gonna insert this like lame joke but it's gonna be like you know, funny because of, you know, the situation it's in of like, you know, this guy telling it to this guy while this girl's naked and then the naked girl doesn't get it. So he has to explain it. And it's like, uh, again, it's just what's the point of this? Who like who enjoys this? I, I don't it, I do not know. And it's funny because we spend we spend a good few minutes in this RV with them all being awful and just having awful dialogue. Yeah. And then like once you stop at the gas station, this random woman. Uh, like comes over and talks to Roscoe and so kind of flirts with them and it's obvious what she's doing because she makes the point of asking if they're hunters she's obviously trying to figure out if they have weapons and if they might <laughs> ta- make a you know a chance of fighting back and all that and then yeah. almost immediately they get kidnapped like it cuts to night they get kidnapped <laughs> and I feel like as much as it lingers on other stuff it rushes through this part of the story so much like it never <laughs> stops to actually like let them show their like their, their their horror and their shock of this happening to them. Like yeah. as as soon as like the aristocrats come out and say, right, this is happening and then they all wake up in different locations in this mm-hmm. abandoned plant, power plant or something, whatever it is. Yes, yeah, something like that. Um like they immediately just start talking <laughs> all all they do is swear about what's happening. They never actually stop and go, Oh crap, yeah. I have been kidnapped and I'm now in a game of life and death. Yeah. There's there's never any moment where the characters feel like they're really realizing what's going on. Yeah. But uh, so I said earlier on it reminded me a lot of the Running Man in a weird way because of the the way the plot plays out. 
So one by yeah. yeah, one by one they send in like a, a killer. In that movie it was the like it was gladiators they called them. Mm, sounds right. But yeah, so they send in a killer. So the first one is a a small Nazi <laughs> named Sickhead. Yeah. Yeah, I think at this point in the movie I'm just like I have no idea what is going on, well, but I do not like it. <laughs> if I didn't think it already, this is the point where I definitely agree with you, that it's trying far too hard to be shocking. Yeah. Oh, look, it's a mini-Nazi. Yeah. And he you know, he, he says various vulgar things, and he stabs people, mm-hmm. and they fight back, and they kill him with relative ease, but I guess that's because we've got, mm-hmm. we've got four or five killers to get through, so we have to... Yeah. Now, now, just to be uh, clear, are we in the spoiler section now, or we're still? Uh, f- sure, full spoilers from this point on. Okay. I'm, I'm not holding back. <laughs> Let's not dance around it. Okay, okay. Just want to make sure. All right. Let's not dance around it. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So they, they deal with many Nazi, and <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what one of the guys huh. gets injured, but not outright killed. <laughs> And once they've killed the Nazi, the the rich people have put like a banquet for them to eat. Now, I don't really. So, what exactly are the rich people betting on? Are they betting on like who will survive, or who like is, or are they betting on like specific killers, like who's gonna be the person to kill, like the last person or everyone? Or uh, I, I felt I was a little unclear on that. Everything like it seems like they're betting on who will be the last to survive. Um, okay. And then and then when we see them betting later. It's like, oh, um, you know, Doomhead will successfully kill them all, yeah. or he won't. That's what they seem to be betting on at the end. But it just seems like they're betting on all of it. Okay, that's like another thing that I was like a little unclear. Like, I mean, obviously, it's not like we need to know much. Like, we just know that it, it's some rich people game where, you know. The, these crazy psychopaths are hunting people or whatever, but still, it's just like, like even when they first announced it, like they're like, "We're going to play 31," and I'm like, "Are we supposed to know what 31 is? Is that like, is that a yeah. common?" Well, we should thing? mention it is set on Halloween. The whole thing is, is they do this every year on Halloween night. Okay. Um, did you not realize it was Halloween? No, they said it yeah. early on. I, I knew that. Okay. Cool. Is that why it's called 31? Because it's on October 31st. Well, yeah, duh. <laughs> okay, but why? I mean, I feel like it's still not a good name for the game. I don't, know, I don't disagree with that, but that's, <laughs> that's clearly why they've called it 31, is because it takes place on the 31st of October. Oh, I didn't think about that. I guess that makes. Well, I was trying to think, like, oh, was there like 31 people or something? Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I guess you can do that. <laughs> No, don't, don't worry, Professor. I'm, I've got. I'm here for you. When when things don't work out, I'm here for you. <laughs> um, so yeah, they, they, they're eating food, and they even question that it may be poisoned, but then they eat it anyway because <laughs> it turns out they're eating someone. It's you know, they're yeah. eating, they're eating human meat, and they yeah, they'll have vomit and whatever. But this is when they introduce the next set of killers. We get two at the same time. We get two clowns, um, <laughs> Skizzlehead and Psychohead, who. <laughs> Basically, openly threat rape on the female characters. They're basically right. We're coming yeah. for you. We're going to kill them, and then we're going to, you know, like almost every dude in this movie is super rapey. Oh yeah, yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. These ones are probably the most rapey, just because they yeah they say it constantly. They're constantly saying, "Oh, we're going to do this to this hole and that hole," and yeah, they're just you know listing all the things they're going to do to them. 
Um, I've got to admit, this is the mo- the part of the movie where... So they get trapped in a cage, right? While all these chainsaw-wielding clowns are after them. And, like, two of them get trapped inside the cage, two of them get trapped out of the cage. And there's one clown with a chainsaw inside the cage, one clown with a chainsaw outside. So there's two on two people to one chainsaw guy in mm. and outside the cage, right? That's, that's the setup. And both groups of two people manage to beat the chainsaw person. <laughs> and it makes the killers look a little bit... Well, crappy. Let's be honest. Yeah, none none of them are really that good. Yeah, because like one or two of them get cut a little bit, but for the most part, yeah. like the main characters to this part, all of the one who's already died from the previous ones, mm. like the four of them get out of this fairly unscathed. It's not until the next killer killers where they start to properly take some uh, casualties, mm-hmm. um, and the next killers, of course, are Sex Head. And Deathhead, <laughs> Sexhead being the same woman who lured them, or not lured them, but came over <laughs> to uh, do a bit of reconnaissance at the start of the uh, the gas station. Yeah. And again, and, she's basically Harley Quinn, for lack of a better. Yeah. And do you know who uh, played her? Um, Elizabeth Daly. Yeah, dude. Like, I don't know if you've <laughs> <laughs> like uh, seen a lot of stuff she was in, but she does like a lot of cartoon voices. Mm. Uh, probably most notable uh, is it Tommy from uh, Rugrats? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just uh, yeah, I thought that was weird. So I could like when I because when she first came out, I was like, uh, like I didn't really recognize her by the way she looked, but like I was like that voice sounds familiar. And then later I checked IMDb and I was like, oh, okay, that's weird. Never gonna be able to watch Rugrats the same way again, are you? Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Horn the big big death and they they have an interaction with them and they get they get killed. Basically, um what's her face? Charlie managed to grab sex and hold her and like threaten her and death like turns his back on the other people and then he gets brutally killed yeah. and then this is when Charlie becomes unsympathetic because she just like slits her throat even though she doesn't have to. Yeah. We get proper grimy here because she's just like, Yeah, I'm just going Yeah. Yeah. But I mean it, it it's I'm I'm kinda surprised, like, oh, I feel like if the you know, if the settings were a little different, I could see, I guess the people were supposed to be rooting for, I could see them as the ones, like, playing this game, like, as the the killers, like, it's... Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, <laughs> if if the point there was that there was going to be an arc where this game turns these people into, like, killers to survive, then that's yeah. cool, but they feel so grimy and, like, morally corrupt from the, the get-go that it doesn't mean anything to us. Maybe that's why they don't react that much when, like, when they wake up in this place. They're just like, <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, yeah, we gotta kill people to get out. All right, got it. Yeah, yeah that's sure. Right. That's normal. <laughs> yeah, just another Saturday night for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, obviously, I'm glossing over the actual kills here. I don't. I don't think Adam are particularly special. There's a decapitation. One of the clowns gets decapitated with a yeah. chainsaw, but there's not. Yeah, like there, like there's. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say the gore is bad. Like it's, you know, like there. There's some. Uh, I th- I thought decent gore in it, the, but the, the blood spatter's fine. The, the problem that we we go back to again is that every time something's happening, the camera's like shaking around and moving. Yeah. And, like it's just you, you ever get a second to, and that's to say you can't have it moving and you can't have it like cutting fairly quickly. But there mm-hmm. is a limit where you it turns into like oh I can barely make out what's going on here. It's not. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, you know it ra- almost like ra- ra- rather than making it feel energetic, you're making it or visceral. You're making it feel confusing, as just from yeah. the perspective of seeing what's going on. 
It feels more like, uh, you know, and this might be kind of appropriate, but like in some ways it kind of feels like almost like a music video. Like it's very, you know, like energetic and, you know, like lots of cuts and cutaways and like everything. And I, I don't know, obviously, if maybe that's Rob Zombie's musical, you know, upbringing or whatever kind of plays into that. But I, I don't know. Is it musical upbringing? You made, you made that sound like it sees like a... <laughs> not, not you know, not like he was raised, but you, you know what I mean. I know what you mean how he started it, in the business. It was just funny how you said that. His musical upbringing. <laughs> His parents recommended singing to him in the morning, and he would pretend every day was a musical. Every day was West Side Story. That's why I rebelled so hard and got the long hair and became like a metal artist. Uh, and then, of course, that's when they finally call uh, Doomhead that was teased at the start of the movie. And he is probably the best part of the movie in that he, again, I kind of like the actor. Mm -hmm. And you couldn't tell it from the first scene because it was in black and white, but he actually modeled himself after uh, Nosferatu. Yeah. And Dracula. Yeah, and I was wondering how you would react to this scene because I I didn't know if you were going to be like, ah, dang it, like Rob Zombie's like ruining another movie (laughs) that I love. (laughs) Uh, which I mean, it's not like he's ruining the movie, but it's like, ah, uh, why do you have to put this cool thing into your dumb thing? Honestly, I feel like Dracula Nosferatu is such a just such a staple of like horror history at this point. It's not like yeah. a case. It's not. It's not like someone doing a Freddy Krueger. I feel like, oh, you're raping Freddy Krueger. I feel like, no, no, you're yeah. you're doing Dracula. Dracula is like something that anyone can just mimic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like that he modeled himself after that. However, the scene of him, again, immature sex scene, of him, like, you know, having sex with this woman whilst watching Nosferatu. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as he gets the call yeah. to go in and kill someone, he's like, right, clean yourself up and get out, you dirty whore. And yeah. she's like, arguing with him, and he's just like, he's so awful to. Not that she's a peach herself, she doesn't seem particularly right. pleasant like everyone else in this movie. But, uh, yeah. And so that, she, then, then he she stopped. Even- there you go. Yeah, I was ready to jump ahead. So you stuck in but, the scene. Uh, as, yeah. I was just gonna say, she even asks to take a shower, and and he even tells her like, "No, you can't. You have to go." It almost feels like Rob Zombie speaking to the audience in that scene. Yeah. Can we have a shower? <laughs> no. Yeah. Jesus. Anyway, so he he comes in dressed as Dracula, and he stalks and stabs and kills everyone but um, Charlie. So we've got a final girl now. And. At this point, for some reason, the gates have opened up. They can get outside. So she wanders outside into... It must be near the gas station, because she finds all those puppets again that, that, that we've seen at the start of the movie. And that's when he comes in and he's, he's, he knocks her out and then he, he's, he's given a similar speech that he did at the start of the movie as if he's about to do the same thing to her. But mm. time runs out. The game yeah. ends, because it hits... I, I said 7 o'clock earlier. I was just guessing 7. I'm not actually sure what time it was, but... Um, whatever time it hits it hits and he's like oh you lucky blah 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 and we we see the aristocrats like put away their fancy wigs because they're they're all wearing these like old school you know European like style wigs and all that and yeah that's another thing that was just like I was like man like what like what aesthetic is this movie going for like you have like all these like kind of like backwoodsy rednecky kind of guys and then like you got all these like circusy kind of guys and then you know it, it keeps cutting into this which is like all these like aristocratic old-timey fop guys i hate i hate to give or imply that rob zombies put this much thought into it but i'm <laughs> going to give it a go and give you a, 
a thematic reason for these okay. three distinct sort of types of person, type of look. The aristocrats, they're rich. They're rich. The rednecks are the poor, and then the clowns mm. and the circus folk that are killing are the entertainers that the rich would have do things for them. Like so, I'm, yeah. I'm just there's like a social structure there. Not that I want to imply that Rob Zombie's making like a, yeah. a deep social commentary. I really don't want to do that. So I don't think he is. It's just like you know, like I do get that, but I don't know. It's just, it, it's just weird. Like cutting back to this and that, and it just makes it feel kind of, uh, I don't know, weirdly disorganized. Like watching it. Like I'm not saying that you can't have like you know, uh, you know, juxtap- juxtapose different types of things in movies but uh, for this it didn't really work for me no it didn't and the fact is, is I do actually like the idea of them at the end taking off their wigs and being just normal people from the yeah. looks of it like, I actually wrote, wrote a, a spec script once um, well I was still in high school it was probably terrible because I was still in high school like I say so my writing was probably um, less than special at the time but okay. one of the ideas I had was that the killer at the end of this horror story would turn out to be a regular person with a regular family and it would be yeah. that would be the scary part of it is why is he do it like mm. they, they could be among us and right and I, I like that kind mm. of idea but this movie just kind of does nothing with it yeah so it's whatever <sighs> so um, yeah so she survives but then you know mm. Doomhead drives up behind her and pulls out his knives anyway and we end on like close ups of their eyes as, as they're about to stand off even though she's clearly she can barely walk clearly yeah and he's he's about to kill her from the looks of it so. And that's how the movie ends. I like the song that plays as the movie's ending. I'll give you that one. <laughs> I was kind of mad at the ending because I, I kind of liked the fact that he, like he did just let her go. That he was like, ah, oh, nuts. Well, that's that's the game, and those are the rules and stuff. And then when he was pulling up beside her, I actually thought he was gonna kind of be like, hey, let me give you a ride or something. You know, mm. kind of. Which I thought would have been a lot more interesting. That's what I thought as well. I thought since the game was over, he was just going to yeah. like befriend her almost because yeah. he, he was out of the work position now. He was out of you know he clocked out as if you will. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which uh, I mean, it wouldn't have made up for the movie, but I thought it would have been a lot more interesting. But yeah, instead we just get this like you know like it's supposed to be a um, you know intense standoff, but like you said, she is inches away from death that like nothing interesting <laughs> is gonna happen he's very easily gonna like overpower her unless like some crazy miracle happens but we don't if if, the, if there is we don't see it i don't know i think it's safe to say we did not enjoy rob zombies 31 no not at all <laughs> anything else you'd like to uh add or talk about before we get to the old ratings timothy i don't know i just i i can't imagine really who who digs this kind of stuff and and if you do i mean you know the yeah, more no, power to you but yeah, yeah like seriously if you like rob zombie movies then sure love rob zombie movies that's fine like yeah we're not going to judge you but we we don't get it <laughs> and you know i would have said before that i kind of feel bad for like dogging on rob zombie because like i've heard him on podcasts before and he's like a you know a smart intelligent guy and he's interesting and, and i like to hear him but uh after reading that article I, I shared with you the other day uh where john carpenter was saying that he was like talking smack about him I'm, now i'm like no screw this guy i don't i don't care about him <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Um, I've never even heard him speak. I just he, he's the guy who bastardized Halloween, and yeah. that, that he, he's just sullied as a result of that. Like, yeah. So I think what for it, me, I think what it, obviously, I mean, I, I mean for me specifically, not for everyone. Yeah. But. What it what he feels like to me is uh, <laughs> it's going to be a big insult to him, but <laughs> hey, what? Uh, but it feels like you know you can have uh, like a a director who is a horror fan making, you know, movies. And then you can have just a horror fan making movies. And it doesn't feel like he's like a good director. He just feels like oh. he's just a horror fan. Oh, yeah. that was a sick burn to me. I, I'm sorry, but I uh, agree with you. But it's a yeah. sick burn. <laughs> Cause it, it just seems like, you know, something like a, a clerk at hot topic. Like if, if they asked him to make a movie, he'd be like, Oh yeah, cool. Like we'll dress this person up like a sexy clown nurse. And she's going to have like, you know, uh, a chainsaw. And then this guy's going to have chains and you know, then we're going to have like a, a Nazi little person dressed like Adolf Hitler. And they're all going to be fighting these redneck carnival workers. And it's like, Oh, <laughs> that sounds horrible. Yeah. That about sums it up. So Timmy, let's get to some ratings yeah. then. The old the old biscuits out of ten. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have to give this a special uh rating that I've never given oh. uh on this show before, but I think it'll pro- be appropriate. Uh I'm gonna give it a three point one. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do no we don't have a ten decimal place system, Timmy. You can do point fives. Yeah. All right. Well, it's. I'm gonna. I mean, I'll round down to just a just a three. But know in my heart that it's three point one. It's just slightly better than a three. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Like. Um. I mean, if nothing else, I did. You know, I like the actor playing the. You know, the doomhead, mm. and I did kind of like the opening scene. And I will say, if nothing else. You know, at least Rob Zombie does have like a tone. Like I don't like the tone, but you can't deny that there there's like a vision there. Like he he creates a world, and you feel like you're living in it. It's horrible, and I want no part of it. But you know, it's not. It doesn't feel generic. I'll get you know. I'll give him that. It doesn't just feel yeah. like you know. You know. That's true. Yeah. Mister, you know, Smith, who just got a movie school, went and made the most generic thing ever. It's not generic. It's just yeah. You know, so I, I'll give it that much. So with that in mind, I think I'm going to go slightly higher. I'm going to go four out of ten. Because right. at least it gave us stuff to complain about and talk about. There's some movies that can barely struggle to give us that. Yeah, I mean that that is a good point. Like at least he does kind of have like a style. Um, you know, whether or not we like it, you know, whatever. But. At least you can say that he does something that's like kind of his own signature yeah. thing. He I, he's not doing like the generic like uh, friend request uh, yeah. kind of movie, you know. It doesn't get me wrong. I think he sticks too close to the exact same style every time, but he does yeah. have a style. Uh, whereas you watch Friend Request and it feels like this came out of a boardroom meeting, yeah, and like no one with any artistic idea in their head had anything to do yeah. with it. So. If anything, I feel like maybe a, a studio should have a little more say yeah, in these movies. There's, there's a healthy balance, is what we're saying. Yeah, and these healthy balance. You need, yeah, yeah, you want an artistic vision, but you want someone with the checkbook over the shoulder going, "Look, mm. 
let's let's not take the piss basically. <laughs> um, but that's thirty one. That's Rob Zombie's thirty one. That is the yeah. end of this episode of Screams After Midnight. Of course, we're doing a bunch of extra ones over the month of October. It is an October thon. That's why everything's orange for the month, and uh, we'll have more coming to you in the next few days. So, thank you very much. Check out all the other stuff we do. We have regular movies on 1.21 gigawatts. Head over to the Mail Fuzz TV channel for weekly TV reviews. Of course, me and Tim have been working through Tales from the Crypt, one episode per week. Every weekend, a new episode goes up of that. We talk about the episodes and, you know, we have fun doing that. I've never seen it before, so it's like a nice journey of discovery for me. Plus, mm. me and Tim also discuss Ash vs. Evil Dead on the TV yes. channel. Because uh, Connor doesn't watch that, so Tim guessing for that almost cancelled review. Mm. Uh, all on that, guys. Uh, like and subscribe, all that stuff. Let us know what you thought of the movie in the comments below. If you like Rob Zombie, tell us why. Try not <laughs> to be mean about it, because some people get very upset when you don't like <laughs> things they like. So try to be civil. But hey, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Try. Basically, what hey. I'm saying is, try not to be like a zo- Rob Zombie character. Yeah. Hey, you know, believe it or not, sometimes I like stuff that might not be considered that good if you can believe it oh i can believe it (laughs) i have seen many an evidence of this oh dear last screams after midnight guys we will see you next time keep watching scary movies and whatever you do don't watch rob zombie movies